We say good morning to everybody. And if you're joining with us, good morning. Help us celebrate and lift up the name of Jesus this morning. Clap your hands like this. Come on. The name of Jesus lifted high in this place. The name of Jesus, we lift you high, we lift you high. The name of Jesus lifted high in this place. The name of Jesus, lifted high. Say, in this place, I hear the sound. 
arising, I hear the sound of the army arising, I hear the sound of an army arising in this place. I hear the sound on me, I hear the sound, whoa, I hear the sound of army arising in this place. Come on, we're just going to say, to really your glory, release your power, to release your healing in this place. To release your glory, your glory, your glory, to your glory, your glory in this place. Come on, declare to release your power. God, your power, God, release it. Your power in this place. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus lifted high, lifted high, oh lifted high. The name of Jesus lifted in this place. Hallelujah. Lord, my heart is yours. It all belongs to you. I give you all the glory. Yes, I love you. I worship and adore. I want to tell you more. Oh, Lord, how much I really do love you. Come on, sing it this morning. Say, Lord, my heart is yours. Lord, my heart is yours. It all belongs to you. It all belongs to you. I give you all the glory. I give you all the glory. Yes, I love. Yes, I love. I worship and adore. I worship and adore. God, I want to tell you more. I want to tell you more. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, how much I really and I love you And I love you Lord, how I love you I love you Lord, how I love you Lord, how I love you Heaven hear you. You are worthy, Lord. Come on, sing it out. You are worthy, Lord. Yes, you are, God. You are worthy, Lord. Yeah, yeah. You are worthy, Lord. Sing. You are worthy. Now all the ladies Lord. sing with us. Say, I love you. You are worthy, Lord. I love you. Come on, sing. You are worthy. Worthy, Lord. I love you. 
Turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 10. We're going to read verse 11. Let me encourage you when you get home, read that chapter from verse number 1 through verse 11. But for the sake of time, we're going to verse 11 directly. 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse number 11 when you find it say amen the scripture reads and it came to pass when all that knew him before time saw that behold he prophesied among the prophets 
Then the people said one to another, What is this that is come unto the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for a brand new day. This is the day the Lord has made it. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you that we are still in the land of the living. Lord, we are grateful for our health, for our strength. Lord, we pray this morning for forgiveness of sins. If we say we've done nothing wrong, we're lying to our own self. But your word said if we confess our sins, you are faithful, you are just. Not only to forgive us all of our sins, but to cleanse us of all of our righteousness. Father, we thank you for our forgiveness this morning. We come boldly before you this morning asking for you to touch us one more time. Lord, we pray that you will touch our hearts. We pray that you will touch our soul. We pray that you will touch our body. Lord, we even ask you to touch our homes, touch our children, touch our finances, oh God. Lord, we commit ourselves unto you and we pray this morning that you will minister to us in a very special way. Lord, I ask that you will use me to be a channel of blessing to somebody. Glorify yourself in this house. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, The God of Possibilities. The God of of possibilities. The passage I just read to your hearing, ladies and gentlemen, is about Saul, who eventually became the king of Israel. Not only about Saul, but about a prophet by the name Samuel. And both of these guys reside in the nation of Israel. You will recall that the people of Israel, at some point in their life, they asked God to give them a king. Am I right about it? So God told his prophet Samuel to go find them a king. God told Israel, you will get your request answered. So Samuel appointed Saul. And then you need to know how that appointment came about. It is in that event that I want you to catch some revelations this morning. How did Saul became chosen? How did Saul became appointed? And how did Saul became the king of Israel. Why is this important? If you know anything about Saul, the first thing you need to notice 
was that he was from a very small tribe. In other words, he is relatively unknown. There's hope for somebody under the sound of my voice this morning. Maybe you come from a small beginning. But God is a God of possibilities. God can make things happen in your life. Saul was an ordinary man. Nobody knew him. Nobody recognized his name. Actually, his parents were poor. He was from the tribe of Benjamin, relatively unknown in Israel. Yet, God looked beyond all of his ordinary lives and made him the king of the whole nation. Please take note, there's a lesson there. If you study God very carefully, you will find out whenever God gets ready to do something great, he always uses ordinary people. So that means you're a candidate to be used by God. He looks for people that are relatively unknown. He looks for people that has no reputation. You know why he does that? Because he will not share his glory with no man. Ladies and gentlemen, let me give you some examples so that you know for sure that you are a candidate to be used by God. How will you explain a young shepherd boy like David who end up becoming the king of a whole nation? A shepherd boy. How will you explain a prisoner like Joseph who end up becoming the prime minister of the whole nation. Again, I will submit to you, my brothers, my sisters, if you will just get the revelation today, you will find out clearly that it is possible for God to make your name great. It is possible for God to use your children it is possible for God to turn around the situation you are in right now. If you don't believe me, how will you explain an orphan girl named Esther who ended up becoming the queen of a whole nation? She grew up in an orphanage. No parents. No wealth. Nobody knew her name. But God made a way out of no way. If you don't believe me, how will you explain a stammerer like Moses who could hardly talk? And yet God made him a deliverer of a whole nation. What am I trying to tell you, ladies and gentlemen? God is a God of possibilities. If you study God enough, you're going to find out God doesn't call those who are qualified. He qualified those who he called. 
I'm a living witness. The only reason I can stand before you today is not because I'm qualified. But God will call you and then qualify you. God doesn't call those who are equipped. But he will equip those whom he call. Tell somebody I got it. So open your mouth right now and prophesy over your own destiny. Just decree by faith this morning, I am called. Say like you mean it, I am called. In case you don't know, the Bible says many are called. Few are chosen. You are one of those many that are called. And if you're willing to pay the price, you will graduate from just being called to becoming chosen. As ordinary as I am, I'm believing God to do extraordinary things. How about you? Let me show you briefly how God moved an ordinary man like Saul with no name recognition, with no serious family background, with no acclaim to his name. I want to show you how God moved him from nothing to the most important person in the nation. One day, his father lost his donkey. And then, the father asked his son to go find the donkey for him. That's not unusual in Israel. Some of you still practice that. You, have you ever lost something in the house? And then you ask your children to find it? In fact, sometimes I'll make a deal with my own children. After I try to locate whatever I'm looking for and I can't find it, then I will say, Jesse, go look for it. And if you find it, I'll give you $2. And amazingly, I don't know how they do it. They will find it. That's exactly what's going on here. So the Bible is not really complicated. So we, we see here that Saul was given an assignment to go and find his father's donkey. That word assignment is very important. It is very important that you learn to do your father's assignment. Many people are cursed today for failure to do their father's assignment. Not just in the natural, but in the spirit. Please permit me to say to all of us, God has an assignment for everyone under the sound of my voice. Even those of you who are watching on television, those of you who are listening on radio, those of you who are live streaming with us this morning, there is an assignment for you. And it's your responsibility to find out what is God's assignment for you. And you need to do whatever God assigned you to do. Why is that important? Because your miracle is waiting for you at the place of your assignment. Let me be brutally honest with you. Money is waiting for you at the place of your assignment. It is very critical that you find that place. Any other place is irrelevant. 
I have a lot of friends and they will tell me, what are you doing in a little town? You need to come to the big city. You have the product. You have what it takes. And I will remind them, no, I need to be where God sent me. Your place of assignment is very important. Your blessings are waiting for you at the place of your assignment. If you receive that, shout amen. amen. So, Saul, along with his servant, they began to go and do the assignment of his father. He started to look for the donkey. He went from city to city, from town to town. But unfortunately for him, he couldn't find the donkey. So the servant said to him, say, let's go to the man of God. Let's go to the prophet. There is a prophet in the city. Since we could not find the donkey where he is a man of God, maybe God will reveal to him where the donkey is. Now, I like this story because you need to pay attention to people around you. So people that are least important in your life, many times God will use them to give you serious revelation. Most of the big wisdom that has propelled this church into success didn't come from deacons' meetings or ministers' meetings. It may be a janitor. It may be a little child that God will use to drop a mighty revelation. And you have to be attentive all the time. God wants to speak to you. But you have to be careful that you don't miss the calling of God. I wish I could tell you, you remember Naaman the leper. It takes a house girl to give him the clue how to be healed, even though Naaman was a military general. You remember in the book of Acts chapter 12, when the church was praying for Reverend Peter, it takes a little lad, a little girl, to, to, to tell the church your prayers have been answered. The whole church missed it. What am I trying to tell you? Always pay attention to people that the world call little. Because God loves to use little people. This servant told Saul, since we cannot find the donkey, let's check with the preacher in town. And sure enough, they went to the prophet. Saul asked one question I don't want you to miss. Saul asked the question, what do we have to give to the prophet when we get there? That question is important because Saul is demonstrating that he is not just a taker. He is a giver. Many people are broke and busted today because they only take. They never give. The Bible said never go into the presence of God without a gift in your hands. You can literally pull yourself out of poverty into wealth. If you would just develop a spirit of giving. Not just in the church. Even in life. A close hand is a poor hand. But if you will learn to be a blessing to somebody. 
If you will learn to be a giver, not a taker, God will put something in your hand. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. Saul met the prophet. Keep in mind, they came to find out where is the donkey. But amazingly, when they got to the prophet, the prophet decided, in verse number one of this text, the prophet decided to anoint him to be king. He didn't come to be king. He didn't know how to be king. He never dreamed of being a king. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lesson there. When God anoints you, you are it. Take note. Before he met the prophet, he was a donkey chaser. Let that sink in. But after he met the prophet, he became anointed. Open your mouth right now and declare, I am anointed. I am anointed. You may not believe it, you may not see it, but you are anointed. Say it again, I am anointed. Say like you mean it, I am, I am anointed. I am appointed. I am, appointed. I am, destined, I am destined for greatness. For greatness. The question this morning is, the, do you believe what you just said? The question this morning is, that can you see yourself as an anointed man, anointed woman of God? What you believe will sustain you. Even through pandemics of life. If you believe you're going to live and not die, guess what? You will live and not die. I'm trying to help somebody. Today in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that your destiny will be revealed to you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will enable you to know who you are in Christ. You're more than what you look. You more than what you think of yourself. Amen. In verse number one, I'm still on verse one, by the way. The prophets took the jar of oil and anointed Saul. Then he said something to him in that verse number one. I don't, I don't want you to miss. He said, today, somebody shout today. I'm not talking about tomorrow now. I'm not talking about yesterday. He said, today, the Lord has made you captain. In some, in some translation, the word captain is called commander. Today, the Lord has made you commander over two things. Number one, over his people. And number two, over his inheritance. Make sure that's in your Bible. Today, I believe in my heart, God is making commanders in the body of Christ. It doesn't matter your current situation. It doesn't matter your condition. It really doesn't matter your circumstance. Ladies and gentlemen, your condition is not your conclusion. In spite of what is going on in your life right now, God wants to make a commander out of you. If you believe that, say amen. amen. I see God raising up commanders in the spirit. I see God raising up commanders in the business world. 
I see God raising up commanders in the ministry. I see God raising up commanders even in the corporate world. All of your children, your children, my children, your grandchildren, my grandchildren. It is time we begin to believe God for big things. The days of ordinariness are over. God is a God of possibilities. I see God raising up commanders right here in central Louisiana. If you receive that, shout amen. amen. Decree with your own mind. Say, I am a commander. Say like you mean it. I am a commander. I believe it's, it's your time to command what needs to be commanded in your life. A lot of things that you and I are tolerating doesn't belong to you. The sickness you're putting up with doesn't belong to your body. It's time for you to have the audacity. I like that word. I learned it from uh, our former president, Obama. You have to have the audacity of hope. In the midst of chaos, you can speak, you can speak life into your situation. Say like you mean it, I am a commander. In Jesus' name. You look at verse number two. I'm just walking you through the scripture. The prophet said, so that you know for sure that today God has made you a captain, that God has made you a command, commander. He said, when you leave here, you will see some signs. Hallelujah. I'm praying that God will show you some signs. The prophet told him, you will find signs in three locations. And he gave him the names of those locations. Number one, he said, you will see a sign at Rachel's tomb. Number two, you will see a sign at the Oak of Tabor. And number three, you will see a sign at Mangibia, the mountain of God. That's how you know a real man of God. When he can tell you what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and how it's going to happen. A lot of people come into your life professing to be prophets, and they're just talking around, just going around and around in circle. You really don't know what in the world they're talking about. But a true man of God, when you have heard up from God, you never have to be saying maybe, maybe this, maybe that. God don't do guesswork. When God speaks, if he says, let there be light, there will be light. His record is very true. Sure enough, when Saul left the prophet, the first place he ran into is Rachel's tomb. And he told him what will happen when he gets there. He told Saul, he said, two men are going to approach you. And they're going to bring you good news. And the good news they're going to bring you, in, in verse 2, he said, they will tell you the donkey that you're looking for has been found. Total strangers. They don't even know you're looking for a donkey. They don't even know who you are. But two people will meet you and declare to you and give you good news that the donkey you're looking for 
has been found. I have some good news for somebody this morning. What is that good news? What you've been looking for has been found. If you receive that, say amen. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. I don't know who God has sent me to this morning. Maybe they're not even here. Maybe they're on radio line. Maybe it's somebody watching me on television. But God sent me to tell somebody what you've been looking for has been found. I decree and declare this morning by faith what you've been looking for since January 2020. That treasure has been found. Can I prophesy to somebody this morning? I say, can I prophesy to somebody this morning? Your healing has been found. Say amen to that. Your miracle has been found. Say amen to that. Your peace of mind has been found. Your joy has been found. That miracle you believe in God for, it has been found in Jesus' name. I want you to do the same thing. Prophesy to somebody. Tell whoever is next to you. He said, what you've been looking for, it has been found in Jesus' name. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. Receive your healing now. Receive your miracle now. Receive your breakthrough right now. Receive your deliverance right now. What you believe in God for, it has been found in Jesus' name. Amen, somebody. Then verse number three. Then the prophet said to Saul, once you get that good news, he said, don't stay there. Keep moving. Keep going forward. Because you need to go to the next stop at the Oak of Table. There's a lesson there because many of us, we receive small miracles and then we park the car. We think we have arrived. You got a, a house with two dog garage and two cats. Now you think you're all that. But God has a whole lot more for you. Somebody shout more. Some of us will need more of his glory. Anybody need more miracles in their life? Anybody need more healing in their life? Am I the only one believing God for more? I decree and declare an anointing for more miracles in your life this morning. In the name of Jesus. Today, I decree and declare what you need to do is move forward. Go ahead. Some pastors will have a church like this and think they've arrived. And I'll be honest with you, part of the greatest challenge I have in this church is people who decided to stay where they are. When God is saying there's a whole lot more, a whole lot more for the church, a whole lot more for your family, a whole lot more for your children. God has to tell 
Saul, through the prophet, when you find out your daddy's donkey has been found, don't just stop there. Keep going. God has a whole lot more for somebody under the sound of my voice this morning. Today, in the name of Jesus, I come against any spirit of stagnation in this house. I speak as an oracle of God to every man of God listening to me and watching me. I come against every spirit of delay in your ministry. You think you have arrived. You think this is all God has for you. But I hear the Lord say more. God wants to take you from a land of not enough. Not just to a land of just enough. But to a land of more than enough. Somebody shout more. More of his glory. More of his blessings. More of your prayer being answered. More growth in your church. More miracles in your family. Somebody shout more. I come against every spirit of snail. See, snail walk too slow. That's how an 11-day journey become a 40-year journey. It's a spirit. I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. Whether it's in the church, whether it's in your life, you are made for progress. How do I know that the Bible says, eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. It's not even been conceived in the hearts of men what God asks for you. Open your mouth, shout more. I wish that you would receive that in your spirit. That drives me every day. Human tendency is to say where you are. Peter said, Jesus, he saw the transfiguration. He thought this is all there is. Let's stay right here. This is it. Let's make three tabernacles. One for you. One for John. One for me. Why will you settle to just being good when God called you to be great? I want you to receive what God has for you. Don't settle for a little bit. The Bible says, now unto him. He is able. Do I have a witness in the house? Oh, I'm a living witness. God is able. He's able to do exceedingly. Let that soak in him. He's able to do abundantly. He's able to do above your small mind according to the power of God that worketh in you. If you receive that, say amen. amen. Open your mind and decree, I'm going forward. Say like you mean, I'm going forward. My children are going forward. My grandchildren are going forward. My family is going forward. My ministry is going forward. My business is going forward. My city is going forward. My state is going forward. In the name of Jesus Christ. I never will forget 
had to go to Baton Rouge to have breakfast with the governor. And then they noticed that I'm quiet. I didn't say much. And after a while, they said, Pastor Josh, do you have anything to share with us? And I told them, I said, you know, I'm just sick and tired. Every time somebody talks about Louisiana, we're always at the bottom. I said, Mr. Governor, God has something big for this, for this state. And I begin to shake. They thought they have done me wrong. The anointing of God just came upon me. You have to see yourself as God sees you. What God has for you and me is not subject to your condition. It's not subject to your circumstance. And when God says yes, nobody can say no in your life. The question this morning is, can you see yourself as God sees you? In the name of Jesus, I see you going forward. Financially, you're going forward. Did you hear what I said? Spiritually, you're going forward. Materially, you're going forward. The heart of God is so big. He doesn't mind you being blessed. He takes pleasure. The Bible said, God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. Is there any parent here who will not want their own children to be blessed? Well, God is our parent. When you are healed, he takes pleasure in that. When you are blessed, he takes pleasure in that. When you are moving forward, he takes pleasure in that. Can I prophesy over you this morning? We are others in your family have never been. God will take you there. In the name of Jesus. God will make you a history maker. God will make you a world changer. Are you still here? I am walking in this anointing. God is my witness. Yesterday I shared with my wife. I summoned all my brothers on a phone call and share with them what God is doing in my life. And I challenge them, let's go. Don't settle for where you are. God has a whole lot more for you. And you are able to go up and possess the land. If you only get off your butt. If nobody in your family ever own a home, you will be the first. In the name of Jesus. If nobody in your family ever drive a car, God will make you the first. You are a pace setter. When you speak, when God says, I will make you a commander, that means God will make you stand out. If nobody ever graduated in college in your house, allow God to make you the first in Jesus' name. For the sake of time, let me hurry up. The prophet said, then you will come to a third location. 
is called Mount Gibeah, the mountain of God. And he said, when you get there, you meet three men. Hallelujah. He said, one of them has three kids. The other one has three loaves of bread. I wish I have time to break down the number three. The Bible is so, is so deep and so revelatory. Then he said, the third man is carrying a jar of wine. And then he told them, he said, all three of them will salute you. And every one of them will bless you. They will, and then he told them specifically, they will give you two loaves out of the three. I wish I had time just to sit down with somebody and just break down the word of God. If people are carrying three loaves, and there's three of them, and they gave you two out of the three, in case you miss it, that's what we call divine favor. They don't know you, they've never met you, and they gave you more than they have. Somebody shall favor. favor. Then the man of God, if you read that verse, the man of God warned him, please receive it. Please accept it. Do you know God is trying to bless us sometimes and we don't even know how to receive? Do you know some of you, the hold up now in our lives is because we are trying to define who is going to bless us. Amen, sister. Anywhere you bless me. Anywhere you bless me. Lord, bring it on. I never will forget the early part of this church. Some total stranger came through the door. A white sister gave us big money. And then they want us to have a meeting. I say, what meeting? Are you guys nuts? Learn to receive. You never know who God is going to use to bless you. Today, in the name of Jesus, I decree the favor of God in your life. Where you've been rejected before, you will be saluted. In the name of Jesus Christ. Where you've been tolerated before you'll be celebrated in the name of Jesus. Somebody shall favor. Where you've been condemned before you'll be commended in the name of Jesus. Where people have been looking down on you, God will enable people to look up to you. Open your mouth, shall favor. Where you've suffered the most, God will make you to shine the most there in the name of Jesus. Where you've been rejected, God will make people to accept you. Say, I receive that. Say, I receive that. Today, in the name of Jesus, I decree favor in your life. Favor in your health. Favor in your finances. Can you handle this this morning? I said, favor over your family. Favor over your children. Favor over your ministry. Somebody shall favor. 
Promotion don't come from east or west. Promotion don't come from north or south. Promotion come from the Lord. Open your mouth, shout favor. In my life, favor. In my home, favor. In my city, favor. In my state, favor. Upon my children, favor. It is so. In Jesus' name. I release the favor of God. On this congregation right now. In the name of Jesus. No more delays. No more stagnations. No more interruptions. Favor of God in your health. Favor of God in your job. Can you handle the favor of God? You are blessed and highly favored. I decree Zion Hill will, will attract millionaires. Can you handle this truth this morning? I say it again. This church will attract millionaires. Not only are we going to attract millionaires, we're going to produce millionaires in the name of Jesus. Can you handle the blessing of God? The days of small thinking is over. I decree favor of God in your life today in the name of Jesus. The prophet said they will salute you. Total stranger will bless you. I pray in the name of Jesus, whoever God has assigned to you, there are angels, human beings that God has assigned to bless you. I pray they will locate you in the name of Jesus. I pray they will find you in the name of Jesus. I pray they will bless you in the name of Jesus. Receive it right now. Your helper will find you. Your helper will bless you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Finally, you find it in verse number six, five and six, it says you come to this, to this mountain of God and you will run into a bunch of preachers, prophets. And then you see them with tambourine, with flute, they're dancing. You know, people in the church, there are people like that. They just love to praise God. Saul is not a church man. Never been to church. Don't know about amazing grace, how sweet they sound. Don't know about, Father, I shred my hands today. Don't know about, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. He don't know any of that. But the prophets say, you will run into all these preachers. And then the spirit of God will come upon you. And then you will start praising God too. You will start prophesying. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. I don't know your background. You may never been to church all your life. But I pray the Holy Spirit will come upon you. That that which is missing in your life. You begin to prophesy. You begin to speak life into somebody. That is how we get to verse 11 that I read to your hearing. Because the people in the city saw Saul. And they saw him among the preachers. And they saw him dancing too. Have you ever seen them dancers in the house? 
There's one young lady, she will come right here and be just praising the Lord. You know, Pastor Dayton of this world. There's some people, they're just excited. I mean, Shirley William just, just, I mean, they really don't care who is looking at them. They get excited. But can you imagine a total stranger? Not a member of the church. Never been to church in his life. But when the power of God Children always sing that. When the spirit of the Lord came upon me, I would dance like David danced. Too many of you, you've hold up your set. The devil is not binding you. You're binding your own set. You're so tight. You're, you, you. God wants to set free. Sometimes your miracle come in your place. Sometimes you have to dance your way out of trouble. Sometimes you have to praise your way out of difficulty. Here come all the critics. They say, what did I see? Is Saul also a preacher now? <laughs> have you ever seen people... They see you on television. They be watching now. They say, "Did you see what I said?" They get on the phone. They, be, they be, "Did you see?" Because they knew you. Worship team, you can come. I need to stop. They knew you back then. The Bible said they knew Saul before time. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. But. God is fixing to take you to a place they never saw before. God is fixing to make an example out of you. The place they saw you before, they'll never see you there again. God is fixing to promote you. God is fixing to raise you up. God is fixing to use you to go to before the whole neighborhood, before the whole city, and Preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. How did I know? Because he is a God of possibilities. I'm going to ask every one of you to stand to your feet. I want you to search your heart today and dedicate your heart for God to use you. Those of you who are watching us on TV, on live, live streaming with us. If you need prayer this morning, there's a number under the screen. Call that number. There are ministers of the gospel ready and waiting to pray with you. I don't want this blessing to be for those who are just in the house. Thank you all for being here. Let's celebrate God like we never celebrate him before. And if you're here to bless God, which you're giving on your way out. The ushers will enable you to give. Give as the Lord prosper you. Never come in the presence of God without a gift. Those of you are live streaming, you may say, Pastor, how do I be a part of that? Well, just go to our website, zionhill.com. There's a space for online giving. We'd like for you to participate in honoring God with your giving. And may God bless you till we meet again. Please welcome our worship team one more time.
keep on expecting God's miracles in your life because remember he's the God of great possibility and we pray that you have a great day and a great week in Jesus name